0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga A teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's word For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng It's good to see every one of you again this evening I'm sure you have had a very wonderful day and also giving some thoughts to the things we talked about yesterday uh, regarding the sons of god god's word is god's solution to any problem you have okay his word is the solution Uh, many years ago, I've not started teaching, just something to help you. A lady came to my office and uh, she was going through some tough times. So she came to the office and she's made some mistakes. So I said, why didn't you come earlier? You know, so we could talk about this. He says, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, go to the world. <laughs> And so she felt there was another way outside. You know, there's, it's not word, word all the time. There's another way. There's no other way. Praise God. You see, make up your mind that for the rest of your life, this is the only way. Are you hearing that? Just make up your mind. Praise God. It's like me now. Right. I have to make up my mind that for the rest of my life, I'll be a full-time preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, when you make up your mind like that, you're not making up your mind because of what you would get. You're making up your mind because there's no other way. It's like, um, African magic would help you understand this better. When they have decided that a particular child all right, should serve the shrine of the village you know everything that child does doesn't work until he comes so what What they are trying to say in those films is that you don't actually have a life outside of this whatever whatever the shrine wants you to do so as a Christian there is no victory without the word That's how you get victory. That's how you get victory. Alright? So, you have to make up your mind that I'm a word man. I'm a faith man. And that's who I am. If the word the word can get it to me. If the word can't get it to me, let it be. And the, the challenge is, the thing is, once you make up your mind like that, and really from your heart, you begin to see victory. You know, some people have... Faith plans and plan B, right? We're going to start having faith refresher course next year. You know, some people have that plan like that. In case this one I'm trusting God for does not work, <laughs> then I'll do this. It won't work. If if you if I was God, I already tell you that this one will not work. Okay? So sometimes some of those things that look like human wisdom can be unbelief masqueraded as wisdom. You must come to certain areas in your life where you say, you know what, on this area I have trusted God and God will come true for me. Now, it will take time. You know, this song we sing, I don't mind waiting, I don't mind waiting, I don't mind waiting on the Lord. You know, the only good thing in that thing is only when you are singing it. You know that, right? Uh, that's the, the, the only good thing is when you are singing it in church. Waiting. It's not easy. Because what makes waiting difficult is that you realise that the things you're waiting for, some other people already have them. That's that's why waiting is painful to the soul. So the easiest part is to sing it, the most difficult part is to wait the journey. So, like I said, I've not started teaching. So you decide that I'm going to wait forever if it will require waiting forever now when you do that you can wear out the devil because the devil of course now knows that he cannot get impatience into your soul you know sometimes i'm believing god for something and someone say oh what about if it doesn't happen this year it'll happen next year you say, what about if it doesn't happen this year you see it will happen one thing i know is that before i die it will happen and i will see it before i die so the more the thing is extended the more my life is just going forward we will be here and i'll see the word of god made flesh there's no anxiety there's no hurry. It takes 1,000 years. I'll be here to see. There are things in your life that you will see. There's no impatience about it. There are things in your life that will happen. Praise God. I mean, it's just that. So, I mean, it's like if you even want to play the waiting game with the devil, he's the one that will be worn out. Glory to God. So, there are certain things you just need to lock, lock in there. Just lock in there. And... It's not, a, it's not up for debate, it's not up for suggestion, it's not up for... You see, whether I would have a very victorious, pro- prosperous life is not a prayer point. It's not something that now I'm trusting God that my future will be bright. There is no option whether future is concerned. It's been programmed that way. Consistency of confession and belief and acting on the word will lead me there. So it's not a prayer point. Right? That certain things will happen, they are not prayer points. So, i like you to have that sense as we teach the word of God, as we engage the word of God. Moses said to the children of Israel, these words are your very life. Praise God. They are your, that's your life. When people say, we're talking about the real life. No. Reality is God's word. Amen. Alright, let's pray. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Okay. Now we talked about the sons of God yesterday, right? And we spent some time in Romans chapter 8. And we read all up, up till verse 16. We established four things yesterday. Number one, that one of the proofs that you are the son of God is that the spirit of God lives in you. And we said it's something you need to meditate deeply on. Okay? Thank you. So you've got the points there. The Spirit of God lives in you. See? That, that's a big statement. And I explained something to you yesterday that if we were to check, if you were to check, I mean, if you look at the families here, even if the children were mixed, and you are an adult, Right? If you go into the classroom, you can be able to tell which child belongs to which family. At least somewhere, somehow, one of the children should resemble either the mother or the father. But we talked about recognition by DNA. That DNA, recognition by DNA is such that it is the very substance of the child that the lab will pick up. So let's say, I mean, let's say somebody is involved in an accident, right? And their face is mangled beyond repair. Their hair is scattered. You know, their teeth is scattered all over the place. You can't. You won't be able to tell who that person is. But if they pick any part of that person and take it for a DNA test, even though the physical um, structure is destroyed, you can't recognize from the DNA. They'll still be able to tell you who that person is. You see the spirit of god on your inside is the dna of god that's what makes you a child of god so you realize that the spirit of god lives in us and i said we should be conscious of it praise god you know (laughs) okay i think i'll I'll talk about that then the spirit of god leads us as many romans chapter 8 we took all this from romans chapter 8 i'm just giving you a preview so that we move into today romans chapter 8 right as many as are led by the spirit of god right they are what the sons of god now that's that statement tells us that there are also people that are not led yeah they're sons of god but they're not led because they haven't yielded themselves to leading so i'll give you an example and i think i talked about it yesterday that you come to a place where your daily impressions are the leading of the Spirit. So today, I mean, some of you are aware, did I remember graduation, and I tried to get um, this bold taxi. So because of the way the church was, it was difficult. Two, three taxis, you know, canceled the ride. So I was thinking, Lord, what do I do? So I, I mean, I was outside, and I saw this man. Of course, it's graduation. There are many people. You could ask many people for, for ride and then i just felt in my spirit that so i just told the man i'm struggling to get the right can you just bring me out where it's easy so he said where am i going and then i told him where i was going and then that man was going like i mean this is where i'm going stadium road i'm going this way he was going to stadium road and going this way and now the question is how is it that out of all the many people around that was the one person i went to ask why isn't Maybe I mean you know you come out of the street and then you drive all the way down to stadium road then you can come out of the street and somebody's going just outside of the street and going right right you know if you have asked that pers- that person the person just brings you <laughs> one step out you can even tell yourself that i have even tracked this one you know the person can bring you out and he's, he's going to the extreme end of town how do you get to that point where just there are several people to ask right and then the Spirit of the Lord says, no, it's this one. And it's because God knows where that man is going. And that's how God leads you. It's not... Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, we need to come to that place where you're daily... Even sometimes, I mean, when you're asking people for help, the reason sometimes you don't get help, you ask like 10 wrong people. You know, not like they're wrong people, but you understand what I'm saying? People who, who maybe... And not in a position to give you. And by the time you finish asking 10 people, you already feel like a beggar, your self esteem. And meanwhile, there's just one person you could have asked who had the resource at that time, who God is already working on at that time, who would get the things done. But you, you have already calculated oh, this man on yellow, the man must have money. The man has money, but he's indebted. All the money he has is held by the bank. But you don't know because the the, the tires of his car rim are shining. And you're moving by sensory perception. And maybe there's somebody there who is just quiet, who's been trusting the Lord. God has been speaking to him about sowing, about reaping, I mean about giving. And the Lord is telling you, but you've seen that the man wears palm sanders. His children are not even speaking good English. So by your natural configuration, you have written out your help. And this is that's why people pray all this destiny helper prayer, my destiny helper prayer, destiny. The problem is people pray that during in church service and walk out and look at people after the flesh yeah they look at people after the flesh right I'll give you an example so that this message can be very practical I won't talk about the revelation of the sons of God we're talking about the unveiling of God's sons so they can live the life of victory God told David he says go pursue overtake and recover right how did David get that there was a young man who was hungry left for dead? you know if it's if soldiers throw you away right i mean soldiers you know soldiers are not trained to throw people away a soldier would carry i mean they would carry their dead colleagues soldiers are not so for a soldier to neglect you soldiers are trained to protect lives so if a soldier runs and leaves you you know that actually nobody else will help you this guy he according to his story was discarded by his masters. David sees this man, and how come you are pursuing to recover what armies stole? And the one person that crosses your mind to go and ask a question is somebody who's been discarded by his master. I mean, what will your natural sense tell you? Listen, listen. Even if you are confused, you want to ask anybody for direction. It's not this one that needs food. Meanwhile, in that man was locked up all the direction David required right to get the victory god tells david go recover from the realm of the spirit on the earth the person with that answer is somebody who has been discarded yeah naturally do you think you would ask that person no who would you ask you look for a three-piece suit man who has binoculars You're like ah this guy would have been able to see so what I'm trying to say is this. We cannot talk about the revelations or the manifestations of the sons of God without the leadership of the Spirit. Because when you now look at David's life and say, how come David was able to recover all of these things and get all of these things? You can say, well, God spoke to David to recover, but you cannot you cannot complete that equation without David being able to know the right person to speak to so as many as are led by the spirit of god they are what the sons of god and that's why we should train ourselves in being led train yourself to be led train yourself to be led to make calls at the right time to send a letter at the right time huh i mean you're trusting god for contract and then you send a letter to a man who's you know i mean the wife just finished calling him on the phone and blasting him and God forgive you, that's when your letter just arrived, man I say nonsense. What, what I mean he starts shouting on the letter, because I mean, they've been thinking because, I mean, transfer aggression that's not the time your letter should get there and that's why also we have the ministry of angels that ensure that you are the right place at the right time that's why we have the ministry of angels are you following what I'm saying? you see, learn that prompting learn it, it will save you It'll save you money. It'll save you heartache. It'll save you. uh, It'll save you a lot. It'll even save your life. Praise God. You know, I mean, this is not to say those who are involved in those accidents and listen to the Lord. So just get the heart right. Bishop Dag Dagewo Mills in Ghana said a story. He said he got an invitation from the president i think it was the president of ethiopia to come and pay him an official visit but somehow he wasn't he just felt not now he didn't go now if 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 according to the story he said if they had responded to that invitation himself and mostly most some of his people would have been on the ethiopian airline that had that that crash now in the natural would you reject not reject in that sense but in the natural if a president sends for you is this something you pray about that's answer to prayer now <laughs> Again. You, know, the people you want to pray they will just, it's not everything they pray about do, do you get what i'm saying so you, you see you you have to learn to process everything in your life i'm not saying be weird but learn to just listen to the inward man it might look very good it might look fantastic but listen to the inward man listen to the inward man listen it he's your guide to victory he's your guide to overcoming he's your guide to making sure you don't fail in life i believe that the christian can have a successful life where he never fails if you listen to the spirit every area you have encountered problem track back you will be able to track where you started feeling restrictions by the spirit you will just track Maybe God have been speaking to you something two three years ago, and then you kept on kept on by faith. You know we have this. I don't know what English word will work for it. What English word will work for gra -gra, this spirit? (laughs) I don't know what what English. You know this bold face. You know just ah, anything. We have that thing in, in our life. You need to calm down where the spirit of God is concerned because many people have that's not faith. faith is not trying to get things by force yeah that's it faith is not trying to make your life go forward by force right faith is not tr- faith is not about being forceful faith is accepting what god has already done and walking in that path so the force of faith is applied in insisting in what god has already done so i give you an example abraham did not just get up and say you know what We will become a great nation. We will become... No, Abraham didn't do that. And that's the mistake we're making with the faith message. Because people just get up and design their lives and want God to come and bless it. That's not faith. What is faith? Faith says, I will make you a great nation. Now go change your name so when you change your name and you're calling yourself the father of many nations people look at you and say no you shouldn't call yourself this no but you didn't call yourself that you actually called yourself what god had what already called you so what does god do god watches his word to perform it not your word the word his word is what god watches so what you speak should be what god has told you so the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So being led by the Spirit of God means that God can put proclamations in your mouth that you can speak about. At the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me a scripture in the book of Acts when Paul went to preach in the house of Lydia. And it says, and the Lord opened the heart of Lydia to receive the message. And God says, pray that over the ministry. And I'm telling you, in the last one year, in the, I mean, in the last... In the last, January till September. Okay, let's say in the last, since last year, September, up until now. We've had maybe like 16,000 downloads of our messages. Way more than we've had in previous years concerned. What's happening? The same messages, but the Lord is beginning to do what? To open the hearts of people. But did I just see that and see it like a good prayer point? I even never knew it was a good prayer point. But the Lord revealed that and say, you know what? You speak that. You pray that. So the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Then the Spirit of God qualifies us to call God Father. So you are not fatherless. You have a father. And, and, and you have to think of it that way. Think of how does... I mean, some of you have natural fathers that are good. How does your father think? Some of you have children. I can bet you. Every good father right now is thinking about their children's school fees. Some fathers are already even preparing what their children will use to go to the university. Am I right? Some fathers are already buying lands in their children's name. Because they want to secure their future. How much more your heavenly father? Don't you think God has plans for you? Praise God. I mean God has plans for us. God is too good to let us live a life that there's no plan. And I, and, and, and I don't know how to teach people this, but this thing about the anxiety about the future is uncalled for. It's, wait, number one, it's uncalled for. Number two, it's unnecessary. Number three, it's a waste of the present time. How's your future? Except you're a disobedient child. How's your future? Hey, your future is mapped out. How do you get to your future? One day at a time. You don't get to your future by being anxious about the future. You get to your future by doing what? One day at a time. Glory to God. Come and I say glory to God. Hallelujah. So we can call God Father. And like I said, there are many names God called himself, or where people called God in the Old Testament. But when Jesus showed up, he says, pray to our Father. We can call God Father what a good thing to call god father hallelujah we can call him father you can just pray and say my father hmm? i know we like very exciting names hmm? we like names that are terrifying huh? you know have you heard that sometimes we say call god call god his native name god doesn't have a native name right i say use your language to call god and then you say, people it's nice there's nothing wrong with that but you see we could call all those names without jesus dying we couldn't call him father we were estranged from him but with the death burial and sacrifice of jesus we can now call him what father praise the name of the lord now the last one he says the spirit of god testifies Uh, The word testify means to bear witness that we are sons of God. So the Holy Ghost is the one who attests that you are the son of God. His spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are God's son. Praise God. Now, let's read on now. Go to Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Lord. And uh, we, we start reading from verse... We stopped at verse 16 yesterday. Verse 16. The Spirit himself testifies. The word testify there means to be a witness. With our spirit that we are children of God. So what the Spirit of God testifies with is your spirit. You see, let me tell you this. As a child of God. Learn to live from your spirit realm. Learn to live from your inside out. Are you hearing that? You see, anything you see in this natural world is subject to change. Sickness is subject to change. There can be healing. Are you following this? Lack, poverty is subject to, to change. Live from the spirit. Live from the inside out. If the image, uh, maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. If the image on your inside can be altered by the Spirit of God, what's going to happen is your life will begin to correspond. Will begin to change. It's like when a woman is pregnant. Okay. Sometimes when a woman is pregnant, you might not know the woman is pregnant. But when it gets to certain months, her body will begin to change. Her tummy will begin to rise. Right? And you know that she's pregnant. It's the same thing. When the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit concerning certain portions of Scripture, the seed has been planted. Your life will take the form of those seeds after a while. But we are too much in... You see, this thing of I want to hammer, I'm hustling. Delete those Instagram pages and face your life. You see, when you will begin to prosper, you will not even know that you have started prospering. It will just happen. But it's not like it just started. You know, how do I put it? The seed, your life will take the form of the seed. Your responsibility is to make sure that that seed is not uprooted. That's how you have to guard your heart. You know, there are certain times when I listen to news. I, well, I don't listen to news a lot. I mean, I know enough to just know that the country has not been sold. You know, <laughs> but you know, this one, like, how many people die today? Say 30. Hey, God. Today, call say they key 22. Hey, Jesus. Before you know, you just say, uh, we will soon die. Now, I'm telling you, you see, whether you like it or not, that information will not leave you the same. Right? Yeah. And then, this is the thing that I. You don't even have any capacity. Now, okay, we have analyzed the whole problem. You know, as we're here, we all know the problem of Nigeria, don't we know? Okay, let's solve it. What can we do? It's simple. There are two things you can do. It's either you pray, at least for now. Even if you say you want to go and vote, you still have one year to. 2023 It's still far. <laughs> and some of you don't even have voter's card you know when anybody write says anything about politics now the first question i ask them is that Do you have a voter's card if the person says no i don't even engage you because in the first place regardless of whatever you know you don't even have the basic tool to cause change then you know the next thing they will say say ah elections don't work then so why are we wasting our time you don't have voters card elections don't work then i'd rather take that time to go and secure myself more in what will help me. Which is either prayer or meditating on the word. Because at the end of the day, I must be able to also make sure that I rise above the circumstance of the nation, of the land. And the only place I know that I can source that information from is what is the word of God. It's the word of God. So the child of God, the spirit of God testifies. With your spirit. Learn to pay attention to your spirit. Live from your spirit. Learn it. It will help you. And whatever words is planted, what's going to happen is, it will take shape. Maybe when I'm teaching on uh, next year, we're going to have the Faith Refreshers Course Conference. And, and when I teach that, I've taught, one of, one of the things I'm learning to teach people right now is, stay consistent with your confession right let me let me just ship this in it will help you you see pick an area of your life that you want to see change right get scriptures on that area meditate on it you see let me say this well i don't know how best to put it but you can leave other areas hmm? just target that one thing and walk the scriptures until that area produces now this is what will happen Once that happens, you will gain confidence in other areas. You will know how to get all that. So, if finances are your problem, eh? if it is money that is your problem, leave every other thing. Focus on this issue of, yeah, finance. Stay with the word. Change that eternal image on the inside. Have a confession and you do that for for Put your life on the line for that. What's going to happen is that God will begin to give you wisdom. God will begin to give you ideas. God will begin to give you things, and then things will begin to all change. And that's how I really worked my life early. In two areas, I realized in this life. Okay, so let me let me say that, because next day might be too far. I realized in this life that, see, uh, you can you can you can hardly go forward. Well, you can go forward, but you, the, your going forward is largely determined by. A lot of the relationships and the favor around you, so everything is going to work through people. So I realized that if there's something in this life you need to to be functional, it's the favor of God on your life. In fact, Jesus did not do without it. Luke 2:52. He found favor with God and favor with men. So I spent years praying, cultivating talking about favor talking about favor speaking words of favor, meditating on scriptures on favor and if there's one thing in my life <laughs> it's the favor of god oh god. if you are around me you know it's the favor of god hmm? it's the favor of god one example of the favor of god is that since i got into full-time ministry over 13 years ago i've not had to buy any cloth for myself not one everything you see me wear is given Everything. That's everything. I mean, you know what it means to, to preach for 13 years. I mean, and, and it's not like you have been preaching for a long time, so you have touched a lot of people's life. No. It wasn't because I was preaching for a long time that people started favoring me. No, it was because I've sown the seeds of favor over my life for a long time, so by the time I got into ministry, my life had already taken that shape. Praise God i mean last synergy when last synergy there was a pastor who came in one fair pastor was sitting by dad it was the first time i was meeting him and then he, he got my number he was like okay so and then last week he sent me a message he was like oh you're coming for synergy this week say so, yeah oh what's your shoe site so I, I checked so i sent him and then dad sends me a picture that the guy came to the office and he bought some shoes for me i mean i've not even i don't even know him in that sense i, I do you understand what i'm saying now This is for me as a preacher. I don't know how favor would work for you in your own field of business. The same thing with prosperity. The same thing with health. You keep going to the hospital. You keep going to the hospital. You keep explaining it away. It's cold weather. It's rain. Once the sun shines uh, too high, my head will start burning me. If it comes too low, my head will rise up. And you have 80 years to live. Is that how your head will be going up and down with the sun? You have to sit down and say, no, this this is not God's will praise god and then you address that area are you hear what i'm saying and what you do is when you are addressing things like that you are not in competition with anybody because you know that when the results of the things you're building begins to come it's like you've set your life on an autopilot it'll just grind it'll just move so the bible says that the spirit of god let's go back to rumors bears witness to that spirit that we're the sons of god then it says and if children, then heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. even indeed we we'll suffer with him, so that we might also be glorified with him. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of God of the creation waits eagerly for what? For the revealing of the sons of God. Since the whole of creation is waiting for the revelation, the word revealing there is apocalypse. It means what is revealed. Or to make information known with an implication that that information can be understood. What is Paul saying? He says creation is waiting to actually know the sons of God. To know who the sons of God are. Why? Because the next verse gives us the answer. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from his slavery to corruption into the freedom of of the glory of the children of god can you see what it says it says the whole of creation is the way it is today because the sons of god are not revealed how do we know this is true all we have to do is to turn to genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 god created man in his image and likeness and gave him what dominion over the works of his hands what happened man fell man fell through sin and because of that what happened creation was cursed the curse we see today on creation is because man fell Hmm? is because man fell do you realize that if the sons of god are actually revealed and manifested in the fullness of their power creation will be restored because creation is waiting for the sons that if the sons are revealed What's going to happen? The creation will be set free. That's why you see these little things we are dealing with, we need to overcome them quickly because there are bigger tasks ahead. And it's simple. You know, when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, right? You know, the lions didn't eat Daniel. What, what happened there? You know, when you read these stories, don't just read them. Think about them. You know, sometimes you read Bible stories, How say, oh, God is powerful. No, relax. Relax. <laughs> relax. Don't just be quick. So, you know, I say, ah, oh, God. Hey, God closed the mouth of the lions. Let me tell you. Hmm? If a lion is here, eh, they bring a lion here, and they now tell you that God has closed the mouth of that lion. Eh? <laughs> the other one that this lion, God has closed them. Not that a man closed their mouth. It's not like they were something that God has closed the mouth of this lion. So what's going to happen is the conference is going to continue tomorrow, but we'll leave you here and lock you inside. Do you think you will survive? Huh? No, I'm not thinking. I mean, simple question. Do you think you will survive till tomorrow? No, they tell you that God has closed the mouth of the lions then you are in the same pit with the lions and the door is locked. And they say, we'll see you tomorrow. Some of us will die before tomorrow. I want you to think... Don't think of God as powerful. Think of Daniel is powerful. Don't think of God. We know God is powerful. That's a con- think of Daniel. That the man could sleep in the lion's den. Remember, Daniel did not have the spirit in him. And, but you know that mosquitoes give you malaria right you know how some of you are afraid of mosquitoes we're talking about lions just imagine and then daniel did not read about daniel you 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 have read about daniel so you can even just try to base your faith on at least god has done it before that means from genesis to daniel there's not been an example of a man who was in a lion's den and god delivered him so the guy had no clue That does ever happen. Do you understand? And those lions were were not kept there because the king had so much money. Those lions were kept there to actually eat up the enemies of the king. So those lions were trained to eat people. That was their life. That was their life purpose. That was the calling they had on their lives. Then they now throw you down there. Right? Listen, if they tell you that it is not to pray that will prevent you from going to that pit. You will even say, you see, God will understand. But you know what Daniel did? He kept his devotion. That is where Christians have issues. See, keep your devotion, the impossible will become possible in your life. Just keep your devotion. You see, that thing they are saying, oh, this thing is not possible in this company. This thing is not possible. It's because you're in Nigeria. Just forget about those lions. They can't swallow you. Keep your devotion. You see, that confession of scriptures, that sowing, that giving, that reaping, just keep your devotion. You can't see miracles if you are not consistent in following God. Remember, it's it's, it's still in the book of Daniel, We read that they know their God. They shall be what? Strong. And what shall they do? They'll do exploits. Exploit comes from knowledge of God. I read that story again and I was thinking about it. About if it was me. Man, I'm sure right from when they even just said, You will be thrown into the lion's den. You just hear that the man they want to throw has gone into coma. The lions will eat a dead man. I mean, literally. Some of us can't even be in the same cage with a dog. But they had mastery over creation. Then they said, we're going to throw you into fire. And the guy says, we're not even thinking about it. Guys, I mean, women, you know how (laughs) when you are frying and those little sparks from that oil comes on your body? Huh? How you wear protective gloves going into the kitchen. These guys were thrown into the fire. And the king says, I see one among them like the son of man. Guys. We, this thing about Christianity is not a joke. This thing is a life that can master creation. Not You're not mastering creation to boast. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why not say, ah, we are powerful people. No, 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 no. Hmm? a venomous snake fasted his hands on Paul the island of mortar and the scripture says the people were watching for him to fall down and die Say, but Paul shook it into the fire realize what Paul did not do realize what Paul did not do number one Paul did not pray do you realize that Paul did not pray you know if a snake bites you now, the name of Jesus will finish. We won't have anyone to use for Sunday service. You <laughs> put it on repeat. But Jesus, 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 Jesus. I mean, I'm not saying don't pray. I want us to get in perspective. Do you understand that Paul did not pray? Paul did not make it a subject of discussion. He didn't talk about it. Right? You, you remember, another thing is that Paul did not goggle the snake to find out. What has been written about the cure? <laughs> Google.com Possible cure to you know, Traditional cure for snake type <laughs> and he said, Snap the picture and send us <laughs> The Paul didn't do that Right? Yeah. Paul shook it into the fire wow. 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 And then They watch for him to fall and die Now did that tells us something That if they watched for him to fall and die, it means that the locals knew that the effect of that bite was death. Shook into the fire. Amen. Continued. And he says, when they watched and they did not die, they changed their mind again and said, this is God. They almost now wanted to worship Paul. That means Paul was revealed on that island as God. When they saw Paul, they, they, what they could ascribe to God, you know, in their mind that listen, it's only a godlike being. I mean, you understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying Paul is, but it's only a godlike being that would have this kind of effect and have this result. And what does the scripture says that we are created in the image and the likeness of God? And that creation is waiting for our revelation. He shook it into the fire. Paul gets on. Paul gets on tomorrow. I'll talk to you about the right spot. But Paul gets on the boat. And he says, I perceive this voyage will end in disaster. They didn't listen to him. They sailed. A hurricane came. Bam. Everything was destroyed. Huh? You know, we have that quote a lot. We put it in our sticker a lot. There shall be no loss. You know, that it was not a sticker Paul bought in church. Hmm? And then he says, The God whose I am. It says the angel whose I am and whom I serve. Two things. Whose I am. Identity. Sonship. Huh? Not just the God of your church. Say the God whose I am and whom I serve. Says his angels stood by me tonight and said there shall be no loss. It, it was not a I saw something. I saw something. Prophet go deeper. It wasn't hazy. It was clear. This it, is a statement of fact. Do you know what it means? Huh? We will understand. Some of us that have used the N L N G boat. You see, when we read these scriptures, don't rush. Think over it. Imagine you are in a cruise boat. Hmm? There are over 100 people. And then the captain says, emergency. We are all dying. Then you stand up and say, God stood by me tonight and said there will be no loss. My friend, my friend, if you make that kind of statement and there is loss, you know that when you get to the other side of the island, you will also get missing. They will kill you. Because... I mean, imagine somebody is there with his wife and children, right? And then the wife and the child now died. You know, say, excuse me, sir. You say, I just want to confirm. (laughs) Did you say there shall be no law?" Say yes. It's okay. My wife is dead. Oh, I don't know. They know where you will know. You will join them. There's only... (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? And let me tell you. Early days when we started church, I want to tell you. Early days when we started church, right? I'm not... Now, of course, I haven't gotten to the level of what I'm preaching yet. So, But I just want to give you an example. Not, I want to give you an example of what trauma is. Those early days that I started church, there was a time I went in, the boat was not on, so I had to go to use the local boat. So I was on the local boat. And then we got to a place. The engine failed. That's why I really don't use the local boat so much. I got to a place, the engine failed. It, it, one heavy ship was coming. Waves were high was around that Peterside side area. <laughs> One woman on the boat was already singing some Igbo songs. You know, when you, those songs, you know that, he, your spirit will tell you that these are songs of death. <laughs> you know, the songs, it just flows, <laughs> uncomposed. It's like, you're hearing dead people walking already. Some people were signaling, I mean, all kinds of things. So, I, I asked the man, I said, what can we do right now so that we can? The guy said, oh guys, for this engine to start, I mean, we have. Some people have gone to the front of the boats, you know, to try to add more weight to where the luggage is. You know, all kinds of. Well, just so I said, start this thing now in Jesus' name. So the guy started it. He started. Okay, did I have faith? No, that one was not. It was just the mercy of God. So I'm not. I'm not sharing the testimony to tell you that ah, I have done what Peter did. That one was like God. Is this how we will just die? <laughs> Please do something so it wasn't fate do you get what i'm saying it wasn't fate it was just an instruction i gave but listen that instruction came out from my spirit because over the time i fed my spirit so but i the, the why i'm giving you this example is not that this is why i'm giving you the example so when we got to the land you know he started it when we got to the land then my brother tunji was he came to pick me so I just pointed where my bags are. He picked my bag. So when people came to meet me and said, Ah, are you a pastor? Are you are you a pastor? People came around because they said I didn't answer anybody. I could not talk. Do you understand? My mind wanted to answer. My mouth could not move. I could not talk. I sat on the car. We went home. I could not talk. I just went to the shower, took my bath, I slept. When I woke up, and I woke up and pinched myself. That's when I realized that I didn't die. You know there's a way you could you, you can die and still be carrying on activity. In the death you have gone home. You have greeted your family. I Meanwhile all these things you are doing inside a coffin. And you're dead. It, I mean that's how traumatic that situation was. Now I'm trying to tell you that in the midst of this is just small waves in a boat of 20 people. Not to talk of something that a hurricane Struck the boat, and then a man like you and me stands up. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he said, Somebody stood by me tonight, that nothing will get missing. Man, that is the Son of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No trauma, no confusion. It wasn't, it wasn't like, Let us trust God and see what will happen. He says, No. No, I have a word. Nobody's getting, nobody will miss. And they got to the island and every single person on that boat got to the island. Because one man said, God told me there shall be no loss. And that storm could not overcome those people because the son of God was revealed. Man, there's a long way for us to go. hear what i'm saying there's a long way imagine being in the midst of an accident and you say nobody is dying because god told you how many people have you heard say god said god said and their life does not look like the direction of who god spoke to because sometimes we just come up with these imaginations and say it's god that told us but saints of god i tell you if god speaks one word over your life if god speaks if god tells you i'll make you rich i'm giving an example if god tells you that I don't care what the inflation rate is. I don't care what the inflation rate is. In the midst of famine, amazing how God works. He uses a widow to feed a prophet in famine. Who does that arrangement? In famine, who should you use to feed anybody at all? Not a widow. Eh? You know, I really want us to. This thing about creation is waiting for our revelation, right? Let's not look at it from the eschatological perspective. Let's not look at it from tomorrow when the rapture happens. Or tomorrow when we get to heaven. Let's not keep putting these things. Let's strive for manifestation today. That reveals the creation that the sons of God are on the earth. You know when that storm came. And the disciples of Jesus. The, Jesus was sleeping. And the storm was raging. You know, people say, ah, Jesus was a deep sleeper. No. He wasn't. Well, I wasn't there with him, but I don't think it was because he was a deep sleeper. It was just because Jesus knew that no matter how that storm rages, eh, he will not die. You know if your house is leaking, right? If you come from those kind of houses. I used to have a house like that before. When you are in service like this, <laughs> you just hear rain. You know anything they are preaching again, You are not because <laughs> you are just, ah, my mattress. Oh, my. I mean, you are disconnected. You just know that the rain will enter your house. So it's the same thing. Those disciples, when they saw that storm coming, hear what they said to Jesus: us not that we perish? The word perish means to die." It, they were just telling Jesus that. So, so after following you for two years, this is how you want to pay us. Because you don't care that we die, Abby. Look at storm and you're sleeping and then jesus woke up you know what if not for the, the disciples of jesus jesus would have actually slept throughout that storm the storm will reach turn the canoe wherever way he wants to turn it by the time he finished turning it he'll put it back on his head, and then he will just move on but remember 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 jesus had told them before the storm let us go over to the other side he's giving them a word so when, and, 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 and Jesus, looking at that, says, oh you of little faith. Why was Jesus saying that? I've already given you the word. If the storms were coming, all you needed to do was, well, you know what? Jesus said, we'll go over to the other side. The presence of storm does not mean the absence of God. And then he says, oh you of little faith. Then what, what did Jesus do? Jesus showed them what they should have done he rebuked the storm now look at what happened the scripture says there was great calm in the sea right and then they said this about jesus what manner of man is this that even the winds obey him what 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 is that you know what they just said what manner of man is this that even creation obeys him and jesus was trying to say listen it's not about the manner of man that i am it's about exercising faith in the word that if you had exercised faith in the word you would have had the same result how do i know this is true when peter heard the word of jesus and jesus said come jesus walked on water Peter walked on water. What it means is that the word is not a respecter of person. If the word produced for Jesus, it'll produce for you. If the word gave Jesus victory, it'll give you victory. If the word gives you, give gave Jesus resources, it'll give you resources. You don't have a problem. The word is all you need. So the scripture says that the whole of creation is waiting. For the manifestation, the revelation of the sons of God. And that's why we're talking about this tonight. The sons of God revealed. Listen, all these challenges you're going through, they are for you to reveal who you are. That storm revealed who Jesus was. And the storm revealed who? Who the apostles are. And all they needed to do was to say in faith. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Tomorrow we're going to go a, a bit longer. I mean, I think it's... We, we can start teaching early tomorrow, so we can just finish up this. Praise God. Yeah, you guys need to get back home on time. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. Thank you. thank you. We take authority over sickness and disease from your body right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh Father, we thank you. Oh Mande. Oh yeah. Brandedosta. soche. Eh, Glorious things will be spoken of you. Glorious things, yeah. Glorious things. Glorious things. glorious things. glorious things, Glorious things. Glorious things. Glory to God. Glorious things will be spoken of thee. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, blessed be your name forever. Oh, blessed be your name forever. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email. Info at pastormax.ng Or you can call 0805-888-7575 God bless you.